Hello and welcome to a Knives Out Minute. This is week 24. I'm your host for this week, Allison Seigen, with my guest, Niall McGowan. Hey. And this is, hey, this is Friday (laughs) episode, (laughs) minute 120. Um, And this is covering minute uh, one hour and 59 minutes. So we're right into this movie. Um, So this is the, uh, this is basically uh, the, this, the speech from Ransom, where you see like really who he truly is, mm. um, not just a murdering jerk. He's also a jerk who's spewing like racist conservative talking points mm. about protecting his birthright and his ancestral <laughs> home. This is <laughs> then the, while laugh. This is Ransom turns Alex Jones for like it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where you're just like, when did this get about to be about like protecting your birthright? That's it's very weird. Mm. Uh, and then also uh, Benoit laughs and reveals that this is his that his this ancestral home was bought from in the eighties, mm. um, and uh, Ransom tells him to shut up with that Kentucky Fried Foghorn Leghorn drawl, <laughs> which is an extremely good line. And then he admit Ransom admits to killing uh, Fran and then also the arson and basically confirms all of uh, Blanc's conjecture and then ends with him starting to threaten Marta. Mm. So. You little, you little what? Yes. You little what? <laughs> and then it ends, and it's like right before any of the catharsis. Mm. So well, that's, that's um, a, but... one thing, though. Like now, you mentioning though, it, in that Benoit Blanc's drawl was supposed to be, as written, was supposed to be like a subtle, like a mild accent. I wonder yeah. if it was supposed to be kind of a joke that Ransom says, like, "Oh, you're Kentucky Fried Foghorn Leghorn." Uh, you know, is that because I don't think that's in the actual script, though. Like, I was looking. Let me double check. But I was looking <laughs> through the script um, earlier because I thought, I, I thought, wow, that's a really good line. Um, <laughs> it's because Chris Evans just had it up there here with Daniel. Craig. I was, I, uh, or maybe they. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see, ancestral home, all the all the stuff. Um, yeah, there, it's not in the script as, as posted on uh, Ryan Johnson's website. Oh. So I imagine it probably uh, was though when he came in with an accent that severe. They're like, we gotta. Draw they're a like, listen, we need to add this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say though, this actually was one minute in the cinema that stuck out to me. In that, and I've, you know, I've no, I've no problem with the, the themes or the messaging of this movie, but this was the one minute I was like, you're laying it on a bit thick, like. Yeah, I I do think that they that it's like it's interesting because I feel like it's hard to calibrate what's going to be too subtle and what's going to be too mm. overt when it comes to making a movie like that. Uh, like uh, I know that like people didn't necessarily pick up on all of the themes of uh, the shape of water, which was completely bananas to me. Mm. That because that feels very overt in a, in a good way in that like. I, I love that movie a lot, but it's also like it's pretty obvious what it's about. Yeah, um, yeah. Sally Hawkins sleeps well, with the fishes. That's uh, we, we yeah, all know that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's what that's it's a, it's a very overt theme. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that I think that um, he does lay it on a little bit thick here, mm. but also I feel like that's not necessarily you know it, it's it's the kind of one time in the movie yeah. that thematically. I think yeah. it's it's very specific for me. It's when it's when he, I guess maybe at the same time it's like, well, you you should be shooting that because people do come out in, in our modern day world will come out with these 
as you called them, conservative talking points, and they do need to be shut down immediately and yeah. point out to be nonsense. So I think it was particularly was when Benoit interrupts him again, and he's just like, oh, that's a load of hooey. And it's like, yeah, laying this on a bit thick. But like, because again, the whole movie is like, well, you know, it's you're siding with a, you know, an illegal immigrant, a woman from, mm-hmm. a, you know, an illegal immigrant uh, family. And she, you know, is better than all the people who have the right to be mm-hmm. in. And you know, so the whole movie is basically about like, oh, you know, immigration and how, you know, no one has a... The, the, the rights to these ancestral things that they were stolen in the first place and you know all this kind of stuff about like it's you know harking back to like white privilege and the fact that you know america was built on the the back of illegal immigration and a lot of these right. people have more rights and they're closer to the the people you care for than you know and all this kind of thing and it's like that's all great i'm, I'm completely for that and you've, you've shown me that already just through the character of marta and everything she's been through and then to have to, you know, have him come out and be like, "Oh, you come into our home? You think you can just come in and take our our jobs and our land and all this kind of stuff?" And it's like you're laying it on a bit thick, Ryan. Like I, I got well, right. the point already, but yeah, and I think I think a lot you get a lot of that point too, especially with the like the family earlier in the movie, where early on they're like, "Marta's like family. I would have invited her to the funeral, but I was overruled." Uh, <laughs> you have Don Johnson's character being like. I love Hamilton and stuff like that. Mm. And then, but like the second that any of their uh, privilege is threatened or any of their financial privilege, that's when they immediately start to turn on Marta. And it's like, you, you, you get that, but I feel like this is very much like kind of spelling it out. Like, yeah. So the the phrases know? he uses as well, like, we allowed you into our home. We let you look after our, it's like, you paid her to do this. You paid her money to do what you didn't, want to do yeah, she's, like, she's doing know. the jobs you don't want and you pay her yeah. for that privilege you didn't let her into your family she bonded with your father because he's a he was a nice man and she's a nice lady and they just got on well and that's what happened there and the rest of you the rest of you treated her like at constant arm's length a little bit like oh yeah she's oh she's like family she's not really like family but she's like family and stuff and yeah and i think it's particularly um the whole business then of like oh our ancestral home and then like oh this ancestral you know it's Harlan bought this place in the 80s from a Pakistani real estate agent and stuff like that and it's like you know it's a fair point and it's like yeah that's the kind of points you do need to shoot to shoot down sort of you know right wing people online when they come out with crap like that but it's like I just in the cinema I was just a bit like I, I you don't need to hammer this into me Ryan I, I, yeah. I got you already <laughs> but yeah I it's, it's it's yeah it's interesting because I again I don't know if like if if the, all the people are going to be picking up on all the other stuff that we are but at the same time it's 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 like a it's a fine balance to do uh part of me also wonders if if part of this is uh letting uh Chris Evans kind of uh show off in a sense or mm. you know kind of really let loose yeah. or he's he's been a jerk he's been he's been like you've we've seen him in the past several minutes we've been talking about you know being a bad person but here's where he gets to really kind of lay into it and be yeah like, he always gets like, a like a hero speech as captain america's like now he wants right. a villain speech where he, he gets... wants a villain speech where he's like we allowed you into our home mm. you're not going to steal our birthright like it, it was like part of it might be just like Hey, Chris Evans wants to do, to do this, and like, who's going to stop him? <laughs> yeah. Well, also no, too. I like, I, I can't help but feel that um, when Benoit Blanc interrupts him and he mentions specifically that, like, oh, this was purchased from like a Pakistani you know, company, um, 
I'm assuming, I think Ryan Johnson, he might be tying that in because, you know, Marta been Mexican and, you know, uh, Mexican immigration being a big thing in the U.S. Uh, but in the U.K., the Pakistani immigration mm, is kind mm-hmm. of like the Mexican equivalent. It's like, oh, there was a lot of racism towards Pakistani people. A lot of people who weren't even mm-hmm. Pakistani were just like, oh, they were because they were immigrants. They were called as such and things like that. So I'm assuming that's he made that a deliberate choice to be like, well, this is another, you know, much like Mexican people, another, you know, sort of famous immigrants who've come to somewhere else and faced a lot of hardship it- through white <laughs> white racism towards them, basically. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's interesting. And I think a lot of it is really deliberate. I mean, uh, I, I hadn't actually thought about that, that angle at all. But it, I think it is an interesting uh, point that it would be um, specifically, he bought this house in the 80s, not just from like, like, a, a, like a, like a white American person, but it's like from Pakistani real yeah. estate. Oh, yeah. So the, yeah, even your ancestral home doesn't even your ancestral belong to home isn't, <laughs> doesn't even belong like it didn't originally even belong to you know white like, white people from massachusetts white, white American, <laughs> yeah exactly you know it's like kind of driving in the point of like how nonsense the concept of their ancestral home is mm. again that yes. goes for america at large too it's like well your ancestral yeah. home was you know, right wasn't was never you know, your ancestral home it was like you you are the immigrants originally because <laughs> right not you personally allison like <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, okay. no, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's heavy handed, but I think it's all good. It's all mm. good stuff too. So it's, I it's wonder interesting. If I just wouldn't, may, if Marta said it's, maybe if she got like one up on the, like, oh, you're an asshole. And then she was like, oh, cause she mm-hmm. knows Harlan. She'd be like, he bought this place in the 80s. But I guess she's trying to hold, she can't really say anything at the minute because she's trying to hold she, back. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, I, I even wrote in my notes where it's like, Marta's not saying anything at all. Hmm, wonder why. Mm. <laughs> it's like, but if, if it was yeah. like, maybe, cause I think it might, be laid on thick because it's Benoit Blanc and he's kind of bellowing it and he's been talking so much like he's been it's the last couple minutes it's been all Benoit Blanc talking had it been Trooper Wagner or you know Lakeith Stanfield who was like you know rifling through their nose going like well Harlan bought this place in the 80s and then it would be like because then it would be like everyone's ganging up on Ransom then like he doesn't have it's not just him versus Benoit and Marta it's like oh no these guys they also don't buy anything he's saying anymore and they're like oh what are you talking about man it's your dad bought this place in the 80s and stuff uh i, I wonder if that would would have you know maybe seen it not as heavy-handed but uh I don't yeah know. i, I don't wonder know. yeah if, if like with keith sanfield is like pulls up the records and it's like mm, don't think so man but yeah yeah again too like obviously he stands feels as a, as a person of color, but add a little into the narrative too. It's like, well, he, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, presumably face him being like, um, mm, mm. let's let's not. Yeah. Let's not go here to this to this weird right wing like mm. uh, ancestral birthright or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but again, you know, the actual theme of the movie though, like it's it's a great great valid theme in, in modern day it's just that like as it, I remember it, it, at, watching it at the time was like yeah it's just a it's you know it doesn't put me off the movie by anything by any means but it's like yeah it could have settled that down a little bit like but yeah you know. again at the same time I know Ryan Johnson always got flag he got a lot of flag again for The Last Jedi but like overly politicized I was like I didn't really get I, that, that bit of them freeing the, the horses or whatever yeah I got that but just the fact that Rose Tico was an Asian woman was like, is this political? Like, how? How is that political? But, um, 
yeah, you just, you know, you people like Ransom, they're out there. They exist, so. Yeah, they, they sure do. And they need to be told it's a load of hooey. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have anything else that we want to really talk about with this? Because I feel like that's really the uh, the core of this is, the, is that speech of this minute. You know, it feels a bit weird to like leave like such a like a heavy serious note about like oh we have to talk about the serious stuff that's in the movie. We, yeah, I mean it's it's leaving it on a heavy serious note, but we could we could also just move on to um, the uh, rest the last segment of this episode, which is the spoiler Friday. Uh, which there's not much left of the movies to spoil, so I figured that we could just talk about the rest of, you know, <laughs> the rest of the movie. Anything, any other thoughts that we have? Talk about um, the end credits. Like, oh, could you believe who the best boy was? Oh man! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I always love to watch those end credits, like of like really big popcorn movies, just to see what the weirdest uh, job title I can find is. Oh, that's a well. Um, again, through Batman, we go through the end credits as well. So. <laughs> We've gone through a lot of like, what the hell is this thing? Is that a job? <laughs> Stuff. Yeah, my my dream is to have a job where I, my job title is Wrangler of anything because I always like that. Oh, we um, we got the Batman Forever had Bat Suit Wrangler and oh, Robin mm, Suit Wrangler, mm, and it's like, was mm. it like the Bat Suit running out and someone's like, oh no, you don't. And I have to like jump over it, lasso the thing, and drag it back in. It's so. the that is the dream. That is the dream job is to be a bat suit ring. Yeah. Um, hey, they're, making, yeah, they're so, making new ones, Allison. They'll never stop making Batman movies. So they, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, so uh, we we already talked about this a little bit earlier. But this uh, n- not much left of this movie except for the fact that uh, Marta, Marta vomits uh, all over Chris Evans uh, in a in a very big moment of catharsis. Uh, and um, and she basically has that beautiful last shot of the movie, which is very much uh, focused on, but I think very fantastic mm. as well. Yeah, the, I guess it's all co- it's all because... catharsis from now, really. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it is. It is all catharsis. It's all um, these people being kicked out of the house, and again, like bringing up like what I thought, what we thought was like a a goof with that with the coffee mug and now it's very much uh like a statement rather mm. than just a cheesy mug that you've that <laughs> harlan had yeah we'll also mention too that um she do get the you know the, the the rest of the extended family like of course everybody and it's you know fantastic like tony collette and, you know, jamie lee curtis um you got uh catherine langford who I've never mm-hmm. seen Thirteen Reasons Why, but I'd seen Neither that. Have I. I'd seen that meme of her and that like, oh, that, this is where the trouble began. That smile, that damn smile. I've seen that meme. I've so seen many that times. meme a million times. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I saw nice, I was like, that's the girl from the meme. <laughs> like, I've, I've oh, me too. To be perfectly honest, I don't even know, think I knew what the meme was from. Just that it was the that damn smile, that meme. But. Mm. But she's, no. uh, we'll say, a movie didn't seem to get much attention. And I think it's actually my movie of the year, uh, starred Catherine Langford. Uh, a thing came out recently called Spontaneous. Mm. Uh, and it's about uh, high school students in one class start spontaneously combusting. And the thing is, oh. it, it was obviously made, like, you know, it would have been made it last year and stuff. Uh, before everything that's happened this year happened. But watching it now, it's like, this is the most eerily timed, prescient sort of movie to come out because it's just about like these people trying to enjoy their lives but they end up quarantined and they they do at any point any one of them could spontaneously combust and they're just trying to enjoy themselves and just because they're teenagers just trying to have fun 
And then as it goes on, it, it kind of becomes like, oh, that's a crazy thing. That'll never happen to me. It's like, those random kids blew up. Oh, that's crazy, right? And then it starts getting closer and closer to Catherine Langford, where she's, she starts realizing, holy crap, this could happen to me. And it's all about them. Like, I just want to be able to enjoy my life again. And like, why, why does this random thing just happen to me? I, we can't understand where this has come from. We don't know what causes it. We don't know how to cure it and all this other stuff. And watching it, you know, I was actually actively emotional. It's a comedy movie for Christ's sake as well. But I was yeah. actually like, this is amazing. And she's fantastic in it. And so um, that came out like last month. And I watched it. And I was just like, this, oh, is, huh. this is terrific. Oh. This, is a, this would be on like, this is easily my movie of the year. Doesn't seem to be getting any play at all for whatever. Yeah, reason, so. I, I hadn't heard of that, but I'll have to, I'll have to give that a uh, check that out. Oh yeah, it's really, sure. really, really just called spontaneous. Uh, the poster doesn't do it justice because it looks like this is going to be a uh, goofy teen comedy. It's much, much better than that. Uh, it does have it has some uh, great lines that she has, particularly now again because we we have got our own catharsis in the world with uh, not to get too political on the podcast, but recent election news. Uh, but there's a bit where she's talking about, like, I'm going to be president. I'm going to be such a goddamn good president that, like, Trump's going to look up at me and be like, you know, from his golden coffin and go like, hey, who's this bitch? And I'll go, that's president bitch to you, mother It's like, uh, so you're watching that, like, hey! And now watching it, it's like, yes! Hey. We did it, baby! <laughs> like, I didn't do it because I couldn't <laughs> vote or anything, but we did it, kind of. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, also, I imagine I'll probably immediately date that movie as well, because <laughs> I'll be like, oh, it's made in those four years of Trump. But yeah. beyond that, it was uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, no, I'll I'll definitely check that out. That sounds that sounds very that sounds that sounds very good, and I'll, I'll it sounds like a fun a fun time. So mm-hmm. it is a fun time. It also gets a bit sad, and then it gets oh fun. yeah, it's well, fun I, bet. I mean, it's it's fun, and but also like I, I bet also like like you said, feels very a, a very uh, prescient in a very mm-hmm. weird way. I'm surprised it didn't get more of a push because it's like. This is this is this movie is tapping they by complete accident. It's tapping into something that's very very current. So you should be like, this is like therapy for people. Like, look at this. Look at how these people are dealing with it. You can deal with it this way too and stuff. Um, it might be like a weird comfort in some way because like, oh, these people are kind of going through what we're all going through. But um, but yeah, so that's really terrific. So and she yeah she's pretty good in this movie. Um, and then who was that kid from It? He's around there somewhere. I always hated mm-hmm. that kid because he was in Masters of Sex and he's an annoying little shit and that. So I hated it. <laughs> and then to find out he's like a little right wing troll and this is like, I knew I hated that kid for a reason. <laughs> and, uh, of course, Michael Shannon too. Fantastic. Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. All that. Like, yeah, they all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love Michael Shannon. Yeah, all those guys doing yeah, it. Uh, me and me and my friends, we actually have um, one of our things we want to see beyond uh, Natasha Leone Colombo is that there has to be. At some point, they have to make a Dracula movie starring Mads Mikkelsen as Dracula. Oh like, God, that sounds so good. I I would I would be, be very much into that. And then you have to do a Frankenstein movie with Michael Shannon as the monster. Mm. And then, or he, he you're like even, making me, <laughs> you're making me want things that I I don't know if I'll ever get, which is. <laughs> <laughs> That's, because this sounds so good. That's like they're sitting around now. It's like, oh, Maz Mickelson. I'm sure this this point they'll they'll resolve all this. But then, but like, Maz Mickelson might be replacing Johnny Depp in Fantastic Beasts. Like, why are you wasting him on that? Make a goddamn Dracula movie. You make about like, oh, twenty God. of them a year. Just make another Dracula movie and put him in it for Christ's sake. But, uh, and yeah, my, and then you get Michael Shannon and Frankenstein. Then you do your crossover, and you can make it like Art House A twenty four Dracula versus Frankenstein or something. Oh my god, you're just making me want this movie so bad. <laughs> that sounds so good. I don't know if I have anything else I want to add about it, but just that Knives Out is quite a good movie. Mm. 
Yeah, it's a great movie. This is yeah. No, I have no beef with with knives out. I have not got my knife out to stab this in any way. So uh. neither have I. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for uh, this episode and also this week of uh, Knives Out Minute. Uh, what do you have to plug? Uh, again, just uh, one final plug for Bat Minutes uh, as a podcast where we talk about the Batman minutes. Batman movies. Well, we do talk about the Batman minutes, I guess. But we talk about Batman movies one minute at a time. Uh, we have loads of different guests on from all corners of the internet. Uh, we've got three whole seasons out already, so you can tear through uh, Batman's 89 through forever, a.k.a. the good ones. Uh, and uh, you're listening to this now, we might well be in uh, the the neon-drenched swamp that is Batman and Robin uh, <laughs> trying to fight our way back out to some some form of sanity on the other side but uh hopefully we'll be having a lot of fun with that movie as well and uh yeah you can find that in all good podcatchers and uh and you can get in touch with us on twitter and instagram and we have the bat minute listeners cave uh on facebook where we just talk about yeah we talk about batman a little bit but like you can talk about anything like if anyone who listens to the show will know that me and john and the guests tend to talk a lot about the simpsons a lot about star wars so if you have anything relevant to those those three things you by all means you can post them uh, on the listeners cave or anything just related to tangentially related to the weird jim carrey thought he was in a batman movie you can talk away about jim carrey in there we don't care <laughs> by all means go talk about whatever you want um but uh but yeah so yeah we're, we're out there we're more more than happy to welcome new listeners so sounds good uh, go check that out um, also check this podcast out on Twitter at Knives Out Minute on Twitter. And also, hey, my podcast, Gaming Fix, is a weekly video game podcast. It's uh, Gaming FYX, and you can find us on at Fix Podcasts on Twitter and then also on wherever, wherever you listen to podcasts. So, all right, well, thank you for uh, talking with me now this whole week, and uh, see, you, uh, see you soon. Yeah, well, thanks, thanks very much for having me. Awesome. Thanks. Have a good one. <laughs>